sports fans, welcome to episode 73 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page at State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Uh, episode 73, we will catch up on our Detroit Tigers uh, with Garden High retiring um, pretty abruptly here on on. Sunday, uh, we'll talk talk about that. Try to dissect it a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think we're being told the whole story, so we're, we're going to kind of just roundtable discuss that. I think is basically what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do a full breakdown of the Lions' loss to the Packers, and we'll preview the Lions' upcoming game against the Cardinals. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I feel like we haven't done that in a while, so we're going to we're going to have some fun uh, drafting our greatest redheaded athletes. So, uh, Redhead what? Appreciation Day is I think it was, I think it's Wednesday. So. When people are listening to this, if they're listening the day that they should be, um, Wednesday I believe is is the Redhead Appreciation Day. So we're going to appreciate some some of the best redheads in sports. We're going to draft three players each, and we're going to see who has the best uh, redheaded team, basically. And uh, we're going to make some picks against the spread. And of course, we will grade some Michigan beers. I'm Sam Waldheim. With me today, we got Micah Smith and Travis Nickel filling in. Uh, Kyle is out. Uh, for family stuff, Ryan is very busy at work, so he wasn't able to make it today. Uh, but we're gonna we're we're gonna sit here. We're gonna drink some beer. Is we're Ryan talk on some vacation sports. again? Yeah, he's on vacation. Exactly. Unreal. Everybody gets that. Um. So yeah, he er. We're gonna talk some beer or talk some sports, drink some beer, and have a good time doing it. We're gonna talk. That's beer. what I was. That's what uh, I was trying to do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Before we get into the first topic, I did want to bring up something uh, better on draft. Uh, they did a very cool uh, write-up. Uh, Ed Norton, you guys are familiar with him. He's been on two different episodes with us. Uh, he, he did a full review of, of the state of my PA that we did with, with the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. Obviously, our sponsor and great relationship with them. He did a full write-up. He mentioned mentions us. He even like, threw our logo up on there. I'm showing the, oh, the Facebook watchers. Uh, we posted cool. a link on our Facebook page. So just you know, go to there. Follow them on the, on the Instagram, and uh, so it's better on draft. is is a podcast that they, I mean, they're the beer guys. They know exactly what they're doing. They would they would absolutely walk over us with with knowledge of beer. Um, but I I would hope that we'd be able to walk over them with knowledge of sports. So uh, <laughs> time will tell, I guess. Uh, but anyways, uh, they have a also a, a blog that they review a bunch of beers. Uh, Ed Norton, like I said, does that. So uh, very good write up. Thank you to him for for joining us the couple times that he has. Also doing that was was, was pretty dang cool. He also graded it on the podcast, which was cool. Uh, I don't remember what episode that was. It was so long ago, I can't remember anymore. That was That's awesome. That was early COVID. Uh, it was early. COVID. It was probably like <laughs> April or May, and now we are in like yeah. what, what month is it? Like June. September? Yeah, we're around December. December. September? Yeah, for sure. It's September, I think. So, um, but anyways, Sunday, bomb, bomb dropped. Uh, Garden hire abrupt, abruptly. I cannot say that word right now, but we'll just move on. Yeah. Uh, retired. Uh, he sounds like he basically came to work, worked for a couple hours, was in the ball ballpark and doing the normal thing, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, I'm done." Is that's the story that they're telling us at least? It's um, kind of strange. It, it, it's a really weird situation. Um, so it's because of health reasons is what we're being told. I don't buy it personally. I don't want to question somebody's health. If he's if he is in, in bad health and he's worried about that, then more power to him and take care of yourself. But something smells fishy to me about this. Where, where are you at on this, Trav? I mean, when you lose when lose as much as they are, they're losing right now, they lost, what, they were they lost the division last year by fifty three and a half games. 
I mean, COVID could have been the best thing possible for the Tigers having this short season, but yeah. he still couldn't handle it. I mean, he probably would have been gone by June um, in a normal situation. I'm not buying it either, though. I don't – there's got to be something bigger in play here. Uh, maybe it is health. Maybe he's just tired. Yes. And, you know, it's time to – he's not get, be, helping these players advance, and he's he's hating going to work every day. It's Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys watched the, the press conference, but the body language was, was very strange. And, and, I don't know, between – for Avila – and Garden Hire, they were like so. Obviously, it's everything's on on the Zoom or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And, and so one's on one side of the screen, the other one's like all the way on the other. It's like it looked really strange to begin awkward. with, and then their their body language is just really strange. Um, it it smells fishy. I don't want to make up any rumors, but I think it's worth talking about because if health was really the reason, COVID would have prevented him from not coaching day one, in my opinion. It, it, I unless something happened where all of a sudden all of these other health concerns, like the dude had cancer uh, a few years ago. I don't remember what, how many years ago, but anyways, he already had that. So he was a uh, health risk anyways to the COVID, but he went through it anyways. He wasn't right. concerned about it at the beginning of the year. I'm sure he probably was to an extent, but not enough to quit his job. And now all of a sudden he's quitting his job. It's just, it's very fishy. And so he was in the last year of his contract as well. So I thought that was a, a little bit, um, interesting it just felt like they weren't making progress on a new contract extension maybe Avila decided hey I'm going in a different direction and just pulled the plug and I feel like Gardner is like look if, if I'm not gonna be here next year I'm not gonna be here anymore so we're basically at a wait and see right now it, it feels because like, well, and it's just gonna be rumors this is gonna be right this is gonna be just like the Mario and Pemba and uh what was the other guy's name uh, yeah, just oh, gonna be man. rumors. Oh, just duking it out. It's gonna be the the <laughs> Prince Fielder thing again. Like just rumors out. Like it's just gonna be one of those stories that we'd never know the real truth about. Um, but we all speculate. Yeah. Um, it's just didn't. It, it just felt odd to me. And I yeah, I'm I'm a tinfoil hat guy when it comes to sports. I don't think we're being told the whole story. Um, but I I think Garden Hire. I I, I think Avila has run a piss-poor organization from get the get-go. I'm not a big fan of him. Um, I think if it was one or the other, obviously I would choose Garden Hire, but I don't know if he's part of the, the full-time plans either. I think you have some good managers out there. The Astros guy kind of comes to mind. Oh, yeah. uh, Justin Hinch or A.J. Hinch? A.J. Hinch. I think right. if we can go out and get him, yeah, he quote-unquote cheated, whatever. Like, go, go get him. I don't care. Whatever it takes. Right. Uh, but he at the won. same time, like, l- let's move on from the GM as well. I think this is a good opportunity to just – just start Carpe. over. Start over. Yep. We already are working up the rebuild, so we're not starting over. We're not tanking again, all over again, because we're always already still oh. bad. But we're, we're we need to have the right guys in place for when these young guys start coming up and yeah. adding the missing pieces and all that stuff. So I don't know. Where, where do you guys think with that? I I don't think Avila is going to leave personally. I but I don't think he's going to leave. But I I do agree. You need to get the right guys in place because we're. That that farm team number. I mean, where where were we ranked? I think we were number one if, in the farm it, okay, system. Okay, truly, if we are number, number one, two, yeah. is it number two? We, yeah. Okay. From from my perspective, still. we need a guy who is not named Avila at the helm making these decisions because I don't trust him. Yeah, I mean, because we he's he's proven so much to us to not let yeah, us trust him. I think he's devel- He he scouts well. I think he's a good drafter. I mean, you can be a good drafter at the top. When you're drafted number one overall, I could have drafted those guys. You know what I'm saying? Lions, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but he he's proven to be able to find guys, and and I don't question that. But we're at a point that it's going to be trades. 
we're, we have the, the young guys. We're going to draft again pretty high this year. Yep. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but we're, we're going to have to start building this, tr- like, deep team through trades. Trading one of our arms for multiple bats. You know what I mean? Going out and signing a guy to put this team over the edge. I'm not saying next year, but here in the near future, like, that's what we have to be focusing on. I don't want Avila to hire the next manager. That's where I'm at. So, you, you, I, I'm just curious about this because right. I, I he's just rebuilt the team a little bit. I mean, we're the number one, number two farm system in the MLB. He's yeah. He has sacrificed guys that we didn't want him to sacrifice. He's made some terrible trades, maybe, and not gotten, Definitely. What, not gotten what we wanted out of players. But he's also brought some guys in through some trades. Um, he's... He's brought a little bit of depth. He's he's built our farm. It's like it's like you're gonna build a house and then you just move out of it. You know, like I people do that all the time. That is true. Very successful I, people do that all the time. I am just yeah. <laughs> you know I don't want to say I feel bad for him because I I've hated some of the moves that he's made. But yeah. I also think that maybe he this is part of his long term pl- plan. And Rod or Ron Rod I'm thinking Rod Allen. Rod Allen. Ron was not maybe part of that next step for him. I don't think that Avila's going anywhere. Um, I would be shocked if they went the other yeah. way. I think that he stays, and I, I don't know that I trust him, but I, I think he stays, and I think he hires somebody that is ready to win now. And I think he's been through it with, with Dombrowski. He knows how to make those big trades. He was right there with him when we were trading away our entire farm system, getting huge names and making a World Series push. So he went back to day one. He regrouped the whole the whole you know farm system, farm system and now is it his time to like get that Jim Leland again and get – Get that experienced manager that can take this team, make a couple trades, and move forward. I, I hope so. I, I really do. Um, well, I, I think we should move on from that. I think it'll yep. be uh, interesting as as time, as rumors keep going. I mean, we got what a week left in the season. I'm sure a little bit more will come out after the fact. Uh, but one thing that that actually got brought up when I was listening to sports talk today that actually was the furthest thing from my mind was the latest draft rumors. So they were talking about how. The MLB is is deciding to use the 2020 record as the draft order. Now, and, and it just blew my mind. I was like, what? that was an option to do something else? I, and, and then I started thinking about it. It's like, really, it, it is kind of BS if you use the 2020 record to dictate the, the full um, draft order because you had teams playing in really good divisions and really bad divisions. Tigers are in a mediocre division. Where I would much rather be playing, like, I don't know what division, but there's other divisions. Yeah. And then you don't have as many crossover games. Yeah, you had the, the regionally uh, NLs, like, jumps and all that good stuff. But at the same time... It's essentially not set up it, to it, be fair it, is what it, you're saying. Exactly. It was, the season wasn't set up to be fair. And I think that they should reevaluate the way that they pick the draft order. I don't know how. Obviously, I'd like them to take, you know, a combination of this year and last year or something like that um, and it benefit the Tigers because... <laughs> We need uh, it. We, we would we would love to see that, but I don't know. I it it was the furthest thing from my mind that it was even an option. But then when they brought it up, I was like, man. The tough part is then maybe the World Series should mean nothing too. I I don't know how you can do one and not the other. Maybe because you see, actually play. I don't think I don't the know. the World Series w- should fall in that category because they increase the playoffs. You, well, yeah, yeah, you increase the playoffs to, and you, you're gonna earn it if, if you win this World Series. Mm-hmm. You're gonna earn it more than anybody ever has. I feel like um, just as much. I mean. And, Right, time time will tell exactly what what happened, but it's like I don't know. I don't want the championships to be 
asterisk, if you will. That's that's just my opinion. But right. um, it is time to introduce our Michigan beer for episode 72, 73. But before we do, I want to remind everyone t- of our partner at Siciliano, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids, wherever you live in West Michigan. It is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from the expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They not only have a great selection of craft beer, especially wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars, Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. This is where Ryan's like, I'd need to get my hands on that. Uh, he wants to start making his own wine. That's his goal. Ooh. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we, we love uh, that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family. And it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know we sent you. Uh, Travis, do you do you need a little refresher on how to do this, or are you no, ready I'm to ready. go? I'm All excited. Right. What, what are you, you drinking know, tonight? This is one of my favorite parts about being back on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I got a, a from Lettington Bay Brewing Company. I have a new rye beer that they have, um, and it is it is is good. Um, they're uh, they are they believe in the power of good beer. Um, they think that it can bring communities together. So a little over three years ago, they um, created this place that would allow them to create memorable experiences right next to the lake, um, kind of an up up north vibe. Um, I've been there. It is an awesome tap room. Have you been there? Yeah, it's real nice. It's really laid back. Um, you know, I think that they just want to continue to grow their their beer and and continue to make it a. It, I think it's a family and it's making exceptional That's beers. Awesome. And it's awesome. So called ryfi so ryfi yeah so what is there what do we got like what is that about so ryfi is um a i'm gonna read it from what what we have on there so i get yeah. it right um it's an american ipa a fall seasonal um with 10 percent rye malt and dry hopped with cascade and amarillo hop for floral and citrus taste awesome first sips how you feel about it I didn't think it was as rye as I thought it would be, yeah. but it actually is really smooth. I don't know if rye is a word, but rye. I think rye. I, make I, th- up I words think whiskey, you know. So yeah. I can um, make it a word. But I enjoy. I'm enjoying it. It's going down smoother as I'm drinking it, so I, good. I really enjoy it. Good, good, good. Micah, tonight I'm drinking from Pigeon Hill Brewing Company out in Muskegon. Their Blood Orange Rennie. I almost said Benny. Blood Orange Rennie, and. Uh, to touch on Pigeon Hill, they've been out in Muskegon since 2014. They've been a staple out there, and they're open from noon to 10, Monday through Thursday, and noon to midnight on Fridays and Saturdays, so that makes a good weekend, it sounds like. And it sounds like they got a uh, a really rustic-type atmosphere out there, so they've got some old uh, lights from historic Muskegon foundries and some some old, like, lumber pine yeah. Out there? Some their tables their are tables, made out of that. Yeah. 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 Um but their their blood orange runny though, nine point four percent alcohol volume and seventy Ooh. IBUs and it's a double. Yeah, so this so I was actually looking double. up what a Rennie is. A Rennie double IPA, so it's it's a is a renegade is what they're going with. So it's breaking the mold for double IPA is deceivingly light in both color and body. Uh the West Coast style 
double IPA starts with pine and citrus in the nose. So I don't know. I thought it was like you, you brought up how it was a double and dangerously easy to drink. It's like, it's well, so I think that's smooth. what a Rennie is. Like I thought that was a mm. pretty interesting there. But yep. I'll tell you what, Pigeon Hill has it going on. Like they're right there by the rink. And, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and by the Lumberjacks there. And that whole little downtown area is kind of coming back. It is really nice. If you haven't been there, you need to check it out. And you can actually dock your boat, maybe in a boat and guy, right off Muskegon Lake, walk across the street, and boom, you're, you know, you're there. Yeah. And, um, That's how close it is? It, it's close. It's right yeah, downtown. Yeah. Micah and I went there last year. It was probably about a year ago now, right? Yeah. Uh, we went there with, with our cousin, or, yeah, our cousin Scott. Uh, his buddy plays for the, the- Lumberjacks. Nope. Uh, the, the West Michigan Iron Man. Iron Man. Knew that, yeah. Indoor football. Get, yeah, indoor football. It was actually a lot of fun. It was really cool. I actually won a bet against the uh, offensive coordinator, so that was kind of cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was It was pretty fun. Uh, but, yeah, that we stopped at Pigeon Hill. We had a really good time there. Um, so I am drinking from Old Nation uh, Cart Horse IPA. A little, about, little bit about Old Nation. It is in Williamston, Michigan. It was founded on a simple set of values about 17 years ago. Hardworking, in hardworking, integrity and consistency. Um, from my personal experience with, with Old Nation, I mean their consistency is is perfect. Like I've never opened a beer and been disappointed from them. Um, I, you know, you have to do the roll thing, but it's totally worth it. They they have such good beer. Uh, but I, it was built by professional brewers who who had worked for Crash Breweries in Michigan. And elsewhere for for more than a decade, initially conceived to make traditional style styles of beer. Uh, Old Nation experienced success and rapid growth of, of the New England IPA, which I think is their their Boss Tweed, M43, all of those good stuff, or all of that good stuff. Uh, with that success uh, came the ability to explore traditional style, or yeah, explore traditional style. So basically, the success with New England IPAs really kept them going. Um, and let them start start experimenting again with the traditional styles that have really taken off. Their brand is really growing. Uh, and, and, you know, Old Nation looks forward to bringing all kinds of great beer to the state of Michigan uh, for a very long time. Uh, Cart Horse IPA, uh, you know, it, it took a couple years off of their, their tap list. This, I think this is a uh, – it used to be called Boxer is, is the old name. Uh, but they brought it back as the, the Cart Horse back in 2018, I believe, and then – uh, bringing it back this year as Cart Horse uh, hit the shelves again just a couple weeks ago. So this is fairly new uh, with just a limited time, limited avail- availability. So if you see it, grab it. Uh, the New England IPA is 7.1% alcohol with 60 IBUs. It's ha- hazy, amber color with a nice light carbonation, uh, light bodied and nicely flavored. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what kind of grade I give it by the end of it. We're actually, we have a fourth beer. Obviously, it's only three of us today. What we we do we are going to grade a fourth beer, so we're actually all going to agree grade. Holy smokes, am I struggling today? Uh, Corktoberfest from uh, Brew Detroit. Uh, Brew Detroit is located in Corkstown district of Detroit. Uh, was incorporated in 2012 and installed its brew house in Canning Line in 2014. Their co- commitment to quality starts with an internal lab. So Ooh. you know they have certified lab technicians, certified food safety plans. They have just incredible crazy amounts of processes and all that stuff so to make sure scientists. their beer is yeah basically it's, is where it's at uh their tap room is open uh thursdays through sundays from two to nine and are looking forward to releasing depth here in the near future which is their 14.8 percent 
ABV Willet Sour Mash Bourbon Ooh. Barrel Aged Imperial Stout with Madagascar Vanilla Beans on October 17th. That so that's coming up here soon. Amazing. That sounds dangerous. Uh, they're, they're only going to have 150 bottles available uh, for purchase. So mark your calendars and try to find some because I bet you that's going to be really good. I doubt we can get our hands on that. But uh, this is their first time canning uh, Corktoberfest, which is what we're drinking. Uh, it's a small nano run uh, with only 60-ish cases is what uh, they told me in the market right now for the whole state of Michigan. So if you see it, buy it uh, with 5.7 uh, ABVs a new, a, ugh, and no IBUs. It is described as a clean, crisp, multi-traditional German lager with low hop profile, has plenty of delicious melty flavor so if you guys can't tell we did we tried to do some research here we reached out to the breweries to make sure we're giving them uh the right kind of information uh so that's why it might have been a little bit scatterbrained but we're doing our best here to to make people happy so check check all these brewers out Here we go. The Detroit Lions fell to the Green Bay Packers 42-41 to on Sunday to fall to 0-2 on the young season. Stafford went 20 of 33 for 244 yards. He had one, two touchdowns, one pick six, and was sacked four times. Uh, playing from behind, the running game never really got uh, rolling. I think well, that is, that is actually, other than the first drive, I think that is going to be a a topic that we're going to bring up here multiple times, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, AP rushed for uh, 41 yards with seven rush seven carries. Uh, carry on Johnson 32 yards on eight carries with a touchdown, and Swift 12 yards on five uh, through the air. Hawkinson had four catches on four targets. So I mean, again, every time he throws him the wall, he catches it 62 yards. Uh, Swift had five catches on five targets. So I think that was a good bounce back for him uh, for 65 60 yards uh, through the air. Uh, after that crucial drop, I think that's, that was just – I was curious to see how the way that kid was going to bounce back, and I think he did a good job. Uh, Marvin Hall had a touchdown through the air. Uh, defensively, the Lions got shredded, allowing 259 rushing yards, 229 yards through the air, and only got one sack on Aaron Rodgers, which is kind of garbage in, in my opinion. But, look, so usually this is like a good, a bad, the ugly type of thing. There wasn't enough good <laughs> to really – use that type of format so what i want to do and just jump in if you guys need to but i kind of want to go through i think the the crucial moments uh it starts really at the beginning when everything was looking good and really when it took a turn for the worse so uh the first drive lines moved right down the field uh with an eight play drive you know they had 20 rushing yards all from carry on and 40 yards through the air and a penalty that got them into the red zone okay well four and a half minutes off the field or off the clock, it, it was exactly what this offense needed to do. I think that was really important. Um, they dominated the line of scrimmage in, in that first drive. I think that was it was great to see. It was exactly what we needed to see for this game to be close, and I, I think that was that was awesome. A uh, couple things that I wanted to bring up: Carry on Johnson, twenty yards on, on four touches in, in that first drive. He had three touches the rest of the game. It's unbelievable. Why? How, how is that? How? 
And I, look, I think we'll get to the point of how and why, um, but it's just it's it's a terrible stat. It was just like your your favorite stat was it uh, the worst stat in baseball was when uh, what was that dude's name from the Tigers? He was twenty five of twenty five or something stealing. Oh, stealing! Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was that dude's name? Uh, so fast. Yeah, it just uh, just killed it. But then it's like, how one. does he not steal more? <laughs> like twenty five of twenty five. Worst stat in baseball. Um, but anyways, all right, second drive. After Green Bay got a field goal, looked great again. Uh, dominating line of scrimmage. They played well. Thir- 13 plays, 40 rushing yards, 35 through the air. It was exactly what this team needed to do. Exactly. AP, he had uh, half of his touches on this drive alone. And Swift had one of his five carries. Um, running the ball, this team was in control. And they went away from it. And, and who, for no reason, it feels like. I, I get you fell behind, but don't. Don't panic. I think that's that's really I think the the issue here is they they fell behind after a, a great couple drives. They fell behind at half, and it was like, oh well, that's that's the end of it. It's, we got to play through the air. We got to be quick. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's crazy because like you you keep saying they the you know when I was like reading this earlier, they fell behind. They were up fourteen to three. Like yeah, what what do you mean fell behind? They should have just stuck well, the with the, the game, game. plan, the stay, the game. stay in balance. I mean, they were balanced on the first drive. They had some good passing plays. I mean, I uh, I think uh, Hawkinson had a great run after the catch. Yeah. Um, uh, Marvin Jones, I think, with a nice catch in there somewhere. Like, and then and they ran well. Like, what happened to this that balance attack the rest of the way? Why why are why were we playing that way? You don't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Micah, he sucks, but. I don't. <laughs> just kidding. But I mean, he's a stud. Why would you? Why? I just cannot get over that change yeah. of game plan. I mean, and, and really, the beginning of the end was was that third drive. So uh, the Lions had a fourteen to three lead, I believe. Might have been fourteen to seven at, or fourteen ten. Fourteen three. They were was it fourteen three? Yes. Fourteen three for some time. Double yeah, digits in, again. In the, yeah. Four games so in then, a row. I was look, a little uncomfortable. The first seven plays, they had two first downs. About to get into Packer territory, and then the second uh, it was second and ten uh, got turned into a second and twenty five when Ode Ibushi got that stupid unnecessary roughness penalty. And look, I'm not going to blame the refs because it was obviously unnecessary roughness. It was well after the play. He was an idiot about it, and it, that right there was the beginning of the end. And it just the wheels fell off from that moment. We'll get into some more of the stuff that that really changed this game and made it out of reach. But that pisses me off. Look, he's he's filling in for Joe Dahl, I believe, right, um, at guard. And dude, you cannot do that. He should have been. He shouldn't have been able to get on the plane. I I, I think right there was the key. Look, you might not got you might not have gotten the it first cha- down. It changes the momentum. It, it changed everything. And I know, like we, as Lion, we're always like Detroit versus everybody, and and I get it. But I'm also coming around the other side. Like, at what point does that get old? I mean, yeah, we get terrible calls, but we also just do stupid yeah, things like yeah. that, and that's killer. Like, it's just, and then you hate it. You're sitting in your living room on your own, and then yeah. you're like, really? Like, here we go again. Yeah. Like, and and it's sad that, like you said, it changed the game, and you knew it. Like, how did we all know right there that game was over? Because we're Lions fans. <laughs> yeah, like, that's just terrible. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not saying the Lions are going to win that game if that penalty doesn't happen. Anything like that because you got dominated. Your pants were down pretty much the whole game in Bohica, basically, is where I was at. It was <laughs> awful. It was what an terrible. But, but it changed. The game changes though. It changed. It changed so much, and it needed to be brought up. It's not a game changer like that everybody thinks, but it changed the game. And that's the crap that we deal with as Lions fans, and it hurts my head so much. It hurts my heart. I can't stand watching those things happen, and all of a sudden just deflated them. 
it deflated them. Look, you had you had plenty of opportunities to bounce back and not let the wheels fall off completely and, and not let that dictate the game. And it didn't dictate the game, but it changed the game. It changed the momentum. It changed everything. And it, I'm, I will never forgive that man for that 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 stupid penalty. It's, that should never happen. It's just like guys in other sports, especially hockey, taking a stupid penalty. You watch you, you watch the opposing team go down, score, put one in the net, and you feel like a pile of crap. Yeah, you feel and about your two fans inches Fans feel like a pile of crap. And you knew you screwed up. Yeah. So basically, well, or sorry, no. If you yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. What's crazy though, like it, you're right, but and then we get they go down, score, they make this a game, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, okay, the Lions are moving the ball down the field, and you're and you're pumped, and in the back of your mind you're like, we got the best kicker in the league. You know, this is first half, right? Yeah. I mean, he had, yeah, he had so what a 55 yarder. Yeah. They, but we're moving ahead a little bit, but that, that's fine. Even but, the time management, yeah, I was like, up. okay, like we're actually. For once, having decent time management, right? we're working the ball. We actually even ran that one extra play, set him up on the, the the right hash, got an extra yard. It was Hawkinson it, dove perfectly. Yeah, like it, the, those are the type of so. Like I know we'll get into Patricia a little bit, and there's a lot of Patricia haters, and I, I think rightfully so. Um, I'm not saying he's the answer or anything like that, but those are the things. Like the, the, everybody talks about all of his flaws. Like he manages the clock pretty well. In, in he's that getting type of better. I think there was some times where there, you're like, "What are you thinking?" I agree. I agree. But that, every coach does that too. Right. But I think allowing staff and everybody's gonna. So you're gonna have the Stafford haters that are gonna give Patricia the glory, and right. you're gonna give the the Patricia haters Stafford the glory. Well, Stafford did this. It's like, well, it's one or the other. So let's just meet in the middle and be like. They both did a good job on that drive. They did exactly what they needed to do. They did the same thing the week, in week, the week before, managed the clock, went for a long field goal. I think that was still the right decision. Um, yeah. But, like, the clock management at the end of the halves are, are I think, pretty well. Pretty, oh, it, it, was, it was better than last week at the end of the game. Like, sorry, but I just clock management. It was also young players. I don't know if la- end of last week's game there was a, a couple times where we didn't get out of bounds or we didn't make the right play. Um have to go back into that, but uh, week one's game. Okay. So I was excited to see them making the right moves on that last drive, and I'm like, man, Matt's going to make this field goal, and we're going to like make up for what just happened, and we're going to have momentum going into the half. Yeah. So Quick. that was deflating, too. Side note, though, I, Prater had a ton on that kick, by the way. Dude, oh, my. It was, went for, it was yeah, 70. Length, length is never an issue with that, dude. Oh <laughs> like, my I'd be God. curious well, what he looks like. Well, I, I was disappointed <laughs> thinking, I'm like, okay, well, he, here we go. We're, I'm going to be down another three because yeah. he's going to make it. Yeah. The kick well, kick went tied. up. It, and been tied. it was like yeah. Hanson back. Like oh, You just was, felt like it, it was in. Yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, we're in the half. Like, yeah, we had some mistakes that penalty killed us, but we're going in the half thinking, like, all right, we're good. Yeah, so basically, all right, I am here. Sorry. I am Sam Waldhart, and it is episode 73 of State of My I was wrong about the Packers. I think they are the best team in the division, no question. Um, I underestimated them. I still don't like them. I still want to see them do it against really good teams instead of two bad teams. Right, right. But they've, they've, they've started out extremely well, and as long as – Rodgers is healthy. They're they're going to be really good. Uh, I mean, Aaron Jones ran. Aaron Jones just broke yeah. records. Which last is really, game. The, I mean, so that's that's the next part. So obviously, Lions missed the field goal at half after the the Packers took the lead. Very first play of the second half. Aaron Jones, seventy five. Is it seventy five now? That's the first play is from the scrimmage after the touch. Yeah, yeah seventy five yeah. yard um, run. Absolutely deflating. So, Absolutely deflating. So I'm not trying to rub salt in the wood no, by no. any means, but listen. I honestly thought 
I would see more out of Akuda. I thought he would yeah. be catching up to Aaron Jones. He just kind of stat okay. ran, yeah. ran behind him. But that that Jones was one though. of many things yeah. where I saw him kind of, I, I don't know he, if you want to call it get he, burned. Yeah. But he, no, I, look, I, uh, let's move down. Akuda absolutely looked terrible. Hey, yeah. Look, it was his first game. First game totally as a corner against yep. Aaron Rodgers and uh Devontae Adams. And zero defensive linemen. Uh, yeah, that too. But, I mean, he looked, like, off of the ball, he looked like he did not give a flying F. Yeah. And that drove me insane. And, look, Watch I, I think you, I think, uh, yeah. I'm telling you, like, that ain't. You think that he isn't, looked better than, than what he, I'm saying? No, I don't think he looked great. I'm just saying I, I saw that a well, little bit well, at Ohio it, State, it, too, right, so like, in, honestly. In I, text messages, you told me, well, he had seven tackles. I'm like, dude, that's not a good stat for a corner. I know that's a terrible a stat, corner. but I also <laughs> was, like, looking at it kind of, like, sarcastically in a sense. But because I, I've i hated the pick from the beginning. So I was a little bit sarcastic with that. But at the same time, the the D line was just not getting any pressure against an, an amazing quarterback. So it's kind of a bad spot. Plus he was well, allegedly injured, but it's a bad spot for him to start. Yeah, well, and well, I, I think I think the the pressure on the quarterback plays a massive role in our corners. They they like at any our, team like Darius Slay got exposed last year. Yeah. Every, like every every corner in Detroit gets exposed to an ex- to an extent right now in this formula because. We don't have the pass rush. We don't have the pass rush in the in the front four. And I know a lot of people question, well, why don't we blitz? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? I I don't know enough about football to know why we are or why we aren't. Right. Um. It's a valid but the, question. But the front the front four should be getting reasonable pressure, and they never ever do when you bring four. And that yep. is that is the the. Why the we should only bring three because we can't even get pressure with four. I don't even think we should do that back. though. We got to get pressure on them somehow. Like you give, you give, and this is we, something that I've always been taught. Like <clears throat> taught in hockey, it's something that I teach people, people when I coach hockey. It's like if you give the worst player on the ice time and space, he's going to make a play. Do right. not give a Hall of Fame quarterback time and space. You need to remove his space, make yes. him uncomfortable from the very get go, and don't let him ever get comfortable. But we're not getting pressure him, even with him, four. We could have five, six guys, and we're still not going to get pressure. You got to do something. But, but listen, I, I, I get where you're coming from with all due respect I thought I'd see more out of Okuda I was I actually I was worried when I saw the stat came up on my phone before the game because I follow the Lions stuff and I follow the Packers stuff and I saw Okuda was starting I was like oh boy I think I think the wideouts are going to get exposed today I think Okuda is going to have his big debut and l- like you guys said you know your, your front three your front four play a big part in the corners the cornerbacks games but I thought it, I, I I thought I would have seen more I think he would have if he was in the position that he needed to be in we should have true font we should have Coleman and we should have a warrior all in ahead of him so you put him in a place to succeed in game one because these guys are professionals the other guys that are professional we're, we're missing two of our, right. our, our top two corners there's no, there's no way to to sugarcoat it. That right. is where we're at. And right then now. it makes him and look even more it exposed. It makes him look even better. But he was, he, they didn't move a warrior to the number one. They just moved a Kuda to the number one. So you're putting him in a really tough spot. Game one, he shouldn't have been in that spot. And injuries put him in that spot. The fact that he, I mean, he didn't play game one, maybe hurt, and then all the bad things coming out of camp, and then you just throw him into that. I mean, you throw him into the wolves. 
and I hope it gets better, but I'm a little concerned. I, I mean, we have to be right. Yeah, so um, I, I think a positive that I think is, is worth bringing up is the offensive line. They gave up four sacks. Uh, I think a lot of those were more Stafford sacks, though. I think two were, two were the offensive line, two were on Stafford and not getting rid of the ball when he should have. Um, but I really like the way this offensive line is kind of gelling together, even without Vitae. Um, and, and Dahl, I, I think they did a really good job. I think Taylor Decker, he, he hasn't been mentioned once, which is a great thing for a cor- or from a tackle. Ragnall is an absolute stud. And I heard Jonah Jackson. Look, I, I sit and watch the game. I don't see mm-hmm. I don't see the offensive line like a whole right. lot. I can't judge what they're doing. But from what I've heard is Jonah Jackson did a really good job against Zadarius Smith. Because I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember him getting mentioned a whole lot, if at all. Zadarius didn't get mentioned. So Preston think, didn't get mentioned. So I think this offensive line could be really the, the the backbone of this team if they're going to bounce backbone. back yeah it's not really the backbone so i mean we got, i mean you say that but the fact is we scored 14 points in the first quarter and then seven and three others i mean it sucks man so yeah like i get what you're saying like maybe the line looks okay but dude they they're not good they're not good the whole team is not good i i don't i don't even know how you can find I one dis- positive i do disagree with that uh, what if we br- we can bring Galladay back from the dad? I don't know. Well, what- I mean, it's not just Galladay; it's our two best corners, which makes our defense that much better. Look, we have to get pressure. If we're going to be good, we have to get pressure. Regardless, our offense is terrible. I mean, you keep saying it's great, but it's I not. I don't say it's great. I didn't say it was great. It's not good. Did I say it was great? Well, I feel I feel like no. you you've kind of said it in the past. Or, well, you know, I'm just saying, like they were great last year when Stafford was healthy. Tell me they weren't great when Stafford was they healthy. They had their moments. I'm not. So I'm now not if Gala, if Galladay gets uh, yes. healthy and they bounce back and they have all they have more weapons than they had last year. They have a better offensive line than they had last year. Hawkinson's going to take another step. If if Galladay is that number one wide receiver, that makes. Marvin Jones is number two. That makes Amendola that much more got shut open. out for three quarters. I get that. I get that. And I'm not defending that. It was It's embarrassing. But there's a lot that went into that as well. There was an interception, a pick six, terrible drives, terrible penalties, all of those things. There's, there's always reasons for this. So but, the, the, the last two weeks, okay, your offensive line – where do you think it stands? Average, above average, below average? Where do you think you stand? I, I think it's I average, think but I think it goes sorry. So I think they're a little above average. I would okay. like I don't know if you're looking at stats here, like where they rank technically. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, the four sacks hurt. Um But I, I agree. There's some Stafford sacks there. But there's some Stafford sacks. I think there are two last week and then one before the week before. So, massive one. So who on the offensive line would you attribute to Matthew Stafford looking uncomfortable? Because he made I thought he was he, very uncomfortable. I thought he made some really rookie mistakes in basically ball management, whether it was either throwing it away or lack thereof, and some bad throws. I I thought I, I was I, seeing I a more is, dangerous Stafford. That that's all I'm. I'm saying disappointed in Stafford's start. Definitely, I think the, he definitely deserves part part of the blame. He's in crucial situations. He's taken sacks. He's thrown bad interceptions. That, that he definitely deserves a lot of the blame of this. But, but that's why I asked about I, that offensive line question. But I, where no, that's I don't think that's on the offensive line. I, I not, think that's I, on Stafford overthinking things. I guess I'm not disagreeing with you on hard. that. Like I, I I understand. Like they have been maybe a little bit of a positive. I think they're actually a huge positive if we stick to the game plan of being a yeah. balanced offense. Yeah. Once we got away from being balanced and 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 running the football the way we should and and passing when we can like doing both i mean instead of just completely eliminating the run game so i i guess we don't even know what the offensive line can do for us based on the play calling how, how don't you know they've they've proven 
when you stick to a balanced offense, they have proven to be good. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't know that because they don't stick to a balanced it, offense. It, Why? I don't know. Because you don't have Galladay. You don't have your number one wide receiver. That's a massive issue for any team in this league. So, if we that don't have our correct. best wide receiver, why are we throwing the ball for Three quarters well, straight, because we're down stop. twenty points. But we were up fourteen to three. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't stop running the ball until we had that boneheaded penalty to be second and twenty five. But take a or chill pill, and relax, and stick to what you're trying to do to an extent. Like, right, but but if you really look look back, trap. All right, so uh, this will be the end of it because we're, we're gonna miss out on something. <laughs> we can go it's all day with this. Like, we could, but basically, if you really look back at what happened, so uh, the penalty, the fifteen yard penalties, you can't run the ball on third and. 25 even though they probably did but that just that just derailed them uh another drive uh stalled so you had the ball i think it was four times in the first half that's it there might have been one garbage one with a missed field goal yeah so that was probably maybe a fifth fifth time but then all of a sudden you get that running touchdown and then uh so you you stall out you force a punt that boneheaded penalty by agnew idiot you should know your job if your only job is to return kicks don't make a penalty on a kick, on a punt, or a kick, anything like that, you are an idiot. I'm done with Agnew. Anyways, that back the lines up, first oh, play, for sure. pick six. So you have those two plays. You're all of a sudden behind, what was it, 24 points? Something like that? And it, that right. really, that point, that that point really, the game's over. That really I, ended the third quarter. You you have to throw your game plans out the window on, on every count. And I'm not saying that the Lions didn't deserve to be down to, that. But at the same time, to, those are fluke plays. Those are boneheaded plays that it's like, if those I, don't happen, you can stick to your game plan. I disagree. And you can run the ball. I disagree. So, you don't end your so, game plan that but, early in the game. It was still there was still plenty. Of time. I think. I mean, I can give you an example of okay the the Cowboys game this week. I can give you an example of the Super Bowl and the Patriots. They didn't just throw hundred percent of the time. They stuck to. They still ran the football. They still did a little screen. I, I'm pad. not disagreeing with you, but at a certain point, like you can't keep running the ball, especially when it's not working. And it well, didn't work. Yeah, then it's easy for the defense. Like, in a football concept, you just sit back. Yeah, I, so th- I get it. This, this <laughs> might easy. bounce us into the next segment, but Mike Workman says, fire Quinn now, hire legitimate GM, use the rest of the year to evaluate talent, be active prior to trade deadline, and acquire picks. I am very, very close to agreeing with that. I don't want to do it too early. I want to see what they can do. Uh, over the next two games, if you can steal one of the next two games, I'm I'm okay because the schedule gets a lot easier, and and I I truly believe in this team. I think you're gonna get healthy. I think you're gonna get a little bit better. I'm not sold on Quinn. I think Quinn has has done a poorer job than Patricia personally. Um, but I mean, time will tell. I disagree with you. Time will tell on that. I put most of the blame on on the overall talent. The depth is not there. You've missed on too many mid round picks. That is that's what makes these like these uh, Jamie Collins signings. The uh, that's the only one I'm only name. But like these these average ish signings that you're overpaying for because they fit your scheme. That's what makes these worse. Was when you don't have somebody that can fill them. They don't. They do not have plug and play defense because they don't have the depth on defense when like the the high end depth i think that is a massive issue with quinn you've missed on way too many picks you had to move one of your was i think it was a third round pick with agnew over to the offensive side of the ball just for, for a reason to hold on to him that is an issue with you not anybody else because i i, I don't know i'm just i'm yeah. more i sir quinn is circled in my book as, as he's on my list basically I, is where i'm at I'll, and I, I feel bad for Patricia because I, I understand 
that like we understand the coaching side of, of, of sports where, where you have a vision and if you don't have the right things to meet that vision that doesn't mean you're going to stop doing that necessarily because the, he, his, his idea yeah. is not a one-time i want to win this game i want to teach his, his goal is i want to teach these guys to win consistently the same way every single time it's not just all right, we have to do it this way to beat this team. We have to do it this way to beat that team. We have to do it this way to beat that. And, and I understand that that's part of football, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that Patriots do really well, but at the same time, they're doing the same thing over and over and over again, no matter who's in and who's out. Okay, so l- let me just touch on this. So y- you have your, I don't know, your blue bloods, okay? So like your Saints, Patriots... Uh, whoever you want to put in there, okay? Um, I, I think there's a massive difference of possible culture, but then development. So development is huge, and people forget about that. People people relate the word development to strictly college for some reason. People forget that there's development with draft picks going into the NFL years and years down the road. And I I, I, I think... I personally think that the Lions have some sort of problem doing that. Okay, well, every regime has, every Lions regime has had an issue developing. I don't blame development on coaches. I don't blame development on trainers, anything like that. I blame development on the player, personally. I think Mm -hmm. if if a player is going to be professional, they should be developing the way that they, they should be. They should be putting in the work. They shouldn't be told to be putting in the work. They shouldn't be told to do any. They should be doing it because it's their stinking job. They should be doing it because they want to do better. And I don't think that all of these guys don't understand football. They don't come to the Lions and be like, oh, I forgot how to play football because I'm, I don't have Bill Belichick to tell me what to do. No, that like Bill Belichick trusts his coordinators to do their job. They do their job. The players listen. And when, when you have players that aren't doing their job and other players trying to do that job, that's when you have all of these issues. That's when you have uh, Aaron Jones running 75 yards down the field because somebody's trying to do somebody else's job because they don't trust them to do it. But 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 listen, but listen, hear me out. Yes. <laughs> you, you've, got, you've got a coach asking you to do X, Y, and Z in practice. You do it to the best of your ability, and they say, hey, great job. And then you get out on the field and you perform the way you perform from practice. That is a coaching problem. I disagree. So I think these coaches are I, – I, I don't blame these coaches. I, I really don't. I think it's both, like, to an extent. I think Quinn has done a terrible job. I, I, I was like, – when he first came in, I'm like, all right, he, he can make this happen. He's going he's gonna to help us out and, you know – had a plan, long-term plan. Like, where did like? How are we in a point as a national football team with zero depth? All right, let me get past that. Your point that that you you should just be able to do the same thing over and over again. That's ridiculous. Like, think of the think of the Patriots. No, hold on. Listen, no, it, it shouldn't be. That's why the Patriots are so special. Why do you like rarely even want a guy on the Patriots team in fantasy football? Because depending on the matchup, it completely changes. Because Belichick is brilliant and he and he does what he's supposed to do. Like I, he, one day this running back goes off or this receiver goes off or this guy's got six targets. Because why they look at matchups, they outsmart everyone. They so, they change one thing on both sides of the ball every single game. They take away the best player on the offensive side of the ball. They take away the best player on the defensive side of the ball and then play their game. Dude, football is so simple. It's sometimes so simple. why are they not? Because like, the players aren't doing their job. 
That is the problem. And then who's... Yes, but whose job is it to make the players do their job? It is the players' job to do their job. How, dude, you, the guys Belichick brings in and they look, don't say a freaking look, word. Like, I, be a good coach. I don't need someone to come in and be at, every single morning and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. And if you, so at 10 o'clock, you're going to have this customer call and do this and that. No, you adjust, you do your job but, because you want to do your job and you want to do d- it well. Devil's, yeah. devil's advocate, but. And as aren't soon as pa- you start doing someone else's job, that's the issue. But aren't the Patriots known to be the team that bring in no neighbors and then all of a sudden they're all stars? No neighbors, no neighbors, and guys that because did not fit in in normal systems because they can just put them in a place and say, "Do this job correctly," and they do it exactly. That's so what why? I'm saying. Yeah. So so who's telling them to do their job? When you have every single person doing their job, it goes well. So as a coach, that is your your literal job to make that happen. No. You don't think Patricia's like, do your job? You don't think he's saying that enough? You don't think he's banging that into so all of these stinking players' head? Do your job. D- exactly. That's what the, the whole thing has been, is you've been weeding out the players that haven't been able to focus on that. Darius Slay, DeAndre, uh, or Quandre Diggs, all of these players that are good players but aren't doing their job, you get rid of them. We're working on it. We're draining the swamp. For a lack of a better term, that's what Patricia's doing, and I don't think Quinn's doing a good job at bringing the players to replace the draining of the swamp, if you will. But anyway, we have we have a lot of comments. All right, right let's let's go some comments so I can take some drinks and wet my whistle a little bit. So Jarrett, that's been on the show before. Uh, Probably fifteen minutes ago, I'm guessing. (laughs) This has been a long time. Sorry. Lions versus Vikings to see who will get Trevor Lawrence will be so much fun to watch, he says. That's a Vikings fan talking. Um, and then, let's see here, Workama, Mike Workama says, so maybe not development, but it's hard when the schemes suck, and those are coaches' problems, he says. I don't disagree with that. I I don't. They're the most boring look, so team the, in so the NFL. So squ- the schemes don't seem to fit the players that we have Defense or offense? But, Again, that's a football thing. Defense. Like, how are you not just like making your players? Our defense well, would be sick or, or if making we're your system around the four. players you have. I I never can understand that in football. And I do. I think Patricia, not just Patricia, but the whole staff, just does a terrible job at utilizing what we have or don't have. Well, I think that's a little overstatement. I think yeah. Bevel's done a very good job uh, since he came in as the offensive coordinator. I don't think there's enough for the other guy. We've lost eleven straight games. I yeah, without our quarterback. Four of lost, them. Yeah. Or, one or two, uh, yeah, I guess we lost just eight two. with them, but then two, two recently. Okay, but, so but eight anyways. with them still. Whatever, man. I, I, I mean, how can you be? How can you be like confident with that? I'm not confident. I'm optimistic. Oh, and I gosh. really, I, I believe in the coaching staff. I think we have the right guys in place um, to. To to build the next dynasty, but we fired but we need a guy to, who was nine and seven, and I, it, I who cares? And when do you trust and, him? I mean, more than I do Patricia, at least there was consistency. I I don't know. So, consistently average and never going to be good. So, I think uh, this defense and I think this team is very close of taking a massive step forward, but we're not deep enough. 11 straight We're not games. deep enough defensively. We're not getting pressure. As soon as we get pressure on a quarterback, this this everything is going to change. So we got two left. of it. We're setting <laughs> records for like how bad we are. I know, but we, we almost are. We're almost <laughs> about to mis- be in the zero and sixteen year. I mean, no, if we if we like the next four games are not gimme games, and that's going to be fifteen. 
in a row. Just two, read some of my comments. Two, two less. <laughs> yeah, the comments probably agree oh, with you being in, just, oh, dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the word I'm trying uh, to do. We got fine. two less yeah, singers lying. here, okay? That's fine. That's fine. Jarrett says, why would players do their job when they look and see their coach not doing his job, which is to win? He is doing his job. And, and it is not the coach's job to win. It is the player's job to win. And then Mike Workman says he gets rid of those who speak up against his garbage schemes, talking about Patricia, and he lists Diggs, Slay, and Tate. Tate and, then, one, yeah. and then Jarrett rounds that out with Urban Meyer is waiting for a phone call for a job. I'd be all right with I that. would be a Lions fan if they got him. Of course he would. I don't like Urban. Hashtag best coach ever, he I says. I might be okay with that. All right, so I, all right. Look, we're way past time yeah, here. Sorry. There's no reason. No, no. I, I think it was a good conversation. I'm not going to ever apologize for good conversations. Um, so quick pr- quick preview for the Lions uh, <laughs> against the Cardinals. Uh, to say they don't have a shot against the 2-0 ca- Cardinals, I, I think who beat the 49ers and Redskins, I think is a bit unfair. Um, but a team without a pass rush and banged up in the secondary, I mean, it screams like you don't have a shot. This is maybe an unpopular opinion based on what I was just saying, but I I think if they can actually stick to a plan, which I highly doubt, and I think is very unlikely, that they can compete in the game. But they have, for 11 straight weeks, have proven, and even when they were winning games with Stafford and losing them, whatever, like in the, they have Ooh. not done that. So, yes, I am into a point where, like, if we stick to a plan, we can win this football game, but there's no chance they do, so we lose yeah, by two. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald, the, the mismatch at, at wide receiver to our corners, if we don't get healthy, we we don't have a shot, is my opinion. So, one, you have a shot because it starts at 0-0, but I would like to point out that I did talk about the Cardinals going from worst to first. And that may... Uh, They're in the division it may with the happen. Seahawks, right? No, no Bosa. They're in the division with the Seahawks? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, Seahawks got that wrapped up. Oh, get out. You don't think so? Let's see. No. Right. But uh, uh, Workman says 45-17 Cardinals. Ooh, that would hurt. Um, the Cardinals running game is fifth in the league with 170 yards per game. The combination of Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be a massive problem for the Lions. Uh, I don't think we have the linebackers or the quarterback pressure to to compete with that right now. Or anything. I mean, yeah. And the, it, it's health. I, it really is health. If, if we can shut down, if we can get our corners back, I think our, that loosens up our linebackers. If it loosens up our linebackers, then we can get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, but I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, it's not just the Cardinals' offense, though. I think the, the, the defense is pretty solid. Uh, eighth best pass defense, 15th best run defense. Uh, I know it's early. It's kind of boring to get into that. Um do you guys see any upsides to, to this game going into the week three? You need health bad. I, there's no other way to say it. Anything anything exciting? I, no. I, other than we just need to feed the beast. We need to, we got three good running backs. Why are we not just, just pounding the That's ball? That's the key. I think and, if, and you not control, if you can control the run game and control the clock, you can stay in any game. Because then that gives Stafford, like, and he's a, he's still a good quarterback. Like, he can make throws. I, that That's where I'm at. If Galladay can get healthy and Trufant can get healthy, I think we have a shot. It's not terrible at all. This is like our Lions season. It's just slowing down. It's a hurricane. Oh, gross. Gross.
you enjoy this? Yeah, song? I haven't oh, had a good on. time in a while in the yeah. line <laughs> fan. But I have had a good time since we last recorded. So, like, I mean, this is just it obviously it was gonna happen. We we joked about it last episode. It was me, Ryan, and Jarrett. Uh, we joked about how the breaking news would come out as soon as we're done recording. So basically, pretty much right after the the episode went live, episode seventy two went live. All this breaking news. Big oh, Ten it came out. Big Ten is happening this fall, and I'm pumped. I went six to midnight. Micah, just I mean, well, just give us some some information here, buddy. We're pumped. We're all wearing Michigan gear. Yeah, so our we, our respective loves. Yeah, so it's an eight game season, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of the schedule. We're not gonna play the schedule game yet. I want to save that for another day. Uh, maybe on the Lions bye week, that would be a good time, right? Uh, but we're not gonna do that now. But we're gonna talk about the schedule but it's an eight game schedule uh obviously you're playing mostly in your division i think you have one crossover is that correct and then um yeah. at the very end of the season so i th- and correct me if i'm wrong micah but one will play one which will be the big 10 championship in week quote unquote nine correct and then you have two versus two three versus three four yep. versus four love that awesome I think that is a great way to do a schedule. I hope that is something that comes back another year because I think that's a great way to do it. I think that is really cool. You give that, you give your Big Ten teams one more game. It's perfect. I think I, I love that. Why not? Why not? So when well, you have all of these championship games going on, have a second place game going on, have a third place game going on. It's just all more things, more competitive football to yeah, watch. I, it, it just is. I love it. I love it. Why has that taken so long? To do something that simple, well, I mean, even if you just had the top four, it would be cool. The top four would be really cool. And, yeah. and, and, but like, and do it from top to bottom. Why not give everybody a chance to play another game? Put it some, on a Tuesday. Put it on a Thursday. Put it on a Friday. I don't I, give a crap. Do it. Give us. And, give me more football throughout the week. I'm. Okay I think with it. there has been years if they would have done that, that teams would have made the playoff. Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State year when they couldn't figure out which team to go. A couple years back, oh, a while, yeah. a while back, One, like, yeah. man, yeah. if you played another game and you showed something, maybe the committee lets you go. Yeah, no, I, I that's a really good point. If Michigan was playing the second best team in the cross division, smoked them, it would look really good for sure. So like, go ahead, go for no, it. No, no, I, I was Take just going to kind of get into the the nitty gritty of yeah. kind of where we're at, and unfortunately, it's COVID talk. Okay, so right right off the bat. Five percent testing positive on your team, your game is going to be postponed or canceled. That uh, seems it, it seems like an overreaction when it, you have hundred and five players on a roster, but hundred percent. Man, if that's what it takes to give me football, give me football. So so <laughs> right? I, I'm on both sides of the spectrum with, with that type of thing. It's like on one, it's like don't overreact, but at the same time I'm just really happy to have football, so I don't know. I, I don't know where I feel with that one, but what, what I don't understand is why why does it take as long like what October twenty fourth or something? Why is it taking that long? Like it's not like these guys haven't been playing football their entire lives and they can't just up and play a game. And, the, and they've they been can. practicing, right? They've been practicing this whole time, I think. Some Mo, most teams listen. Most teams have been practicing. It's obviously been voluntary. Coaches haven't been saying you're going to be here. Yeah, you're going to be Quote here unquote. six a.m. to you know. 10 a.m. and then you're going to class. However, you have schools like Michigan State that have suspended practice. What would they suspend it for? Like two to three weeks in, in August? I mean, someone's going to have to look that up. But they did have a 
practice suspension at some point internally. It's not the Big Ten wasn't shutting them down. But what what we're getting at here is that they're going to give every team a fair chance to make a one-month preparatory time to get ready for all these games. That's what's happening. And I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, all these guys have played football all their lives. They're ready to go, quote, but not a lot of these players are ready to go. So this is what that time is for. Yeah, sure. and, and it makes sense, and I'm okay but with I, it. But I think, that, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but no, the earlier good. that you start, you have more like room to work with. Yeah. Like, what if there's a what if there is a chance that a team has to shut down and their game is canceled? Now they're out of the playoff. Yeah, I don't think I there's mean, what any if, bye weeks. What if Ohio hate them? Like, I hope this doesn't happen. But what if they have their first week they can't go, but they can go the rest of the season? Well, they didn't, they can't qualify well, potentially for I'm the okay playoff now. Okay Me too. <laughs> I hope that. I mean, yeah. what if that was us? So I'm just. The, I think that's why the Big Ten partially set it up that way. Also. Is to make sh- no, no, no. Listen, listen. Is to make sure that you are doing the right thing because they, the Big Ten considers themselves groundbreaking with all yeah. their testing and whatnot. So they want to listen. So they they don't want to leave room for error. They want the kids, the players, or sorry, the kids and the coaches to basically be very stringent on their COVID provisions. Okay, and so yes, they there there is no room for error. And that's that's what they're asking for. Don't go out and party. Don't go hang out with your friends. Don't don't do anything that's going to bring COVID back into your team environment. Oh, so you mean no fun? <laughs> no fun. <laughs> right. You fun sucker. But like people are like some of them are going to test positive. It is what it is. And also Correct. we've had. I mean, we have to. I don't false positives. I just think that with with such a short schedule, we're going to end up in a really tough situation with that. Like, what if a like the NFL when they first tested, they had like what seventy false positives the, that who, first week. Who invited this guy, Mister Negativity? Yeah, I don't know. You I'm, always, I'm just like, no. It's nothing to do with negative. Is, I think if we had two extra, we're supposed to be talking about the excitement of Big Ten. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm just I, I, I think time, if we would add two extra it, weeks, yeah. that that gives a little like room to miss on. I, we didn't have enough time because we, I mean. Because why? Because it took long enough for our stupid uh, yeah. commissioner to pull the trigger on it. I think that is a massive issue that we, this, this honestly, like. We're in the same is, spot look, as oh, the hold SEC. On, hold, on, hold on. That is the problem, is our stupid commissioner decided to pull the plug way stinking early. He should have stuck with what his original plan was, stuck to his guns, and didn't. Didn't let a bunch of crap and this whole, you know, the Corona bros change his mind. Right. I think that is the issue. It is not necessarily the the new um, uh, proposal of what's going to happen. The issue was three or so weeks ago when he decided to cancel the season to begin with or postpone it to the spring. That's where the issue came in. And now he's scrambling to try to cover his tracks in a lot of ways. So... So, no, listen, in the end, I, I am with him, but listen, in the end, this comes down to politics. It we does. are not getting into this, yeah. and I, I, I don't mean sports politics, I mean actual, actual politics. politics with governors and uh, commissioners, people. like everything. I mean, look, I mean, you go back to the commission, his name escapes me right now. Uh, the Big Ten commissioner went back in June, and I brought this up, I think, in a previous podcast. Maybe I didn't, um, but I'm going to bring it up now. He said he would do anything to 
sway the election or change the election or whatever the words were. I, it was Clay Travis. Ken, if you guys Kevin Warren. Yeah, Kevin Warren. Like he, he actually came out and said in June that he would use this to change the election. Like this isn't, this isn't like, it, it is all politics. Don't tell right. me it's not. And I understand that it's a sensitive subject to blame politics, but open your it's, eyes and see that it is. It, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Whether it's your left or your right, I don't care. It is politics. It's part of it. And it, it's an issue. It's ugly that, if that's true, that he's using all these kids and in their families basically as ransom to his personal endeavors, we'll say. Yeah, I, I think that's really where the Big Ten got caught with their pants down because they decided to make all of these... Um, these statements and we're not going to play football. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that till the spring. And it's like, well, they got their feet to the fire. They got caught with their pants down and they got caught in this, uh, making um, decisions that they didn't have a right to make is I really think the, the root of this issue and of them going back and actually playing football. So well, they didn't have to make the decision when they did. I mean, that, that is an, another I, part I think of if it. We, I think sure. if we were all sitting here now and, and then, Numbers were just skyrocketing in even MLB or the NFL and and other places. And and we'd be like, okay, maybe like now the Big Ten maybe should shut down. But it hasn't happened that way. I mean, we've had little minor breakouts with, you know, was it Houston or whatever, that whoever they were playing, maybe. But. Uh, we've well, been we've been Notre back Dame, at it. Notre for, Dame also just shut down practice as well. I was just so that, about that to bring is, that up. Yeah. So, I, sorry, I cut you off there. No, go but, on with your point. But I mean, it, it is still quote-unquote happening yep if you will um but you have 105 guys on a roster just play football so right it's like it's like anything else at some point yeah sorry but no 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 no. back to back to your point back to both your points notre dame uh this last week they tested positive seven people seven people on their team okay so right now 13 players are currently in isolation with 10 quarantining I don't know what the difference is. Someone explain that one to me. Yeah. Anyways, so there, there's, there's problems, but right now in the ACC, from what I can read, there are no penalties. So that's why, that's why the Big Ten and their decisions, they're so proud of them in their progressive provisions. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Like, so this is the layout, and how much do you follow to those, and like how. Um, I don't know the right word. How folk like? I don't want to say liberal. Is liberal the right word? How liberal are you on that? If you really do have that many people that can't play because they might have had a positive test, if they didn't, I mean, like, there's so somebody. many questions. Like, yeah, if you're around this person X, Y, and Z, like, okay, well, I mean, you're all around each other, so I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how they actually execute i think that that's the right word how are they going to execute it, this it, so plan that they it, laid out and i think unfortunately this has become a political issue across the country <laughs> when it really doesn't need to be i mean unfor- like these kids are gonna if they test positive the majority of them have proven to be okay i mean there's always that, those rare cases we can you know bring up but my concern is is for these student athletes that are just gonna have to give up their their last season or right I yeah guess. yeah but, so i do want to keep keep this moving yeah. so you, you told me you wanted to bring up some uh was it uh who, who, some 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 quotes that- yeah so so b- before the quote so 
The earliest a student athlete in the Big Ten can return to a game in or return to game competition is 21 days following a COVID-19 positive diagnosis. But there's there is so much to assess. You guys can go on to the Big Ten's website. I I, I would be here for an hour reading all, right. all this but, stuff. But then but you I'm had a Joe, a Joe Clatt comment that you wanted to bring up as well. So the the Joel Clatt comment drove me crazy. So he said that this kind of wrap into the schedule. Yeah, here, right? so it's wrapping okay. into the schedule and the teams that were advocating to play. So Joel Klatt says, oh, it looks like Michigan and Nebraska got roasted with the schedule. And he was referring to these two teams advocating more than other teams to play a 2020 season. Okay. What kind of garbage comment is that? Yeah, it seems Be- a little weird. I, I I heard the 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 rumblings out of Nebraska about like how they got punished um, for for it. Like, let's be honest. You look at that that side of the, the the division. They're the big name. I know everybody like in the Big Ten as of now. We all look at Wisconsin. We look at Minnesota and Iowa. Those are the the top dogs in the Big Ten. Uh, what is it? The what? Is it the West, East? It doesn't matter right now. East, right? Um, Those are the big names that we all think of. But, I mean, the goal is Nebraska to be the big name. And they got the big name schedule. They're going to have a a very tough schedule. Yes, and and really quick, I think the Big Ten owes nearly most of it to Nebraska that we're playing. I agree with that. They advocated so much more nationally than any yeah. team in the Big Ten to play football. You got Justin Fields, got that petition going yep. for a couple hundred thousand signatures, whatever. Jim Harbaugh's leading his team and doing protests and all this sort of stuff to play. But Nebraska, I, I don't know what they did exactly behind closed doors, but I know they were at the forefront of getting the Big Ten back to play. So everyone in the Big Ten, you should be thanking Nebraska that you're playing and not – and not, quote, punish them the way Joel Klatt says, and not punish Michigan because, it, I mean, the way I see it, that's that's a typical Michigan schedule right there. Yeah, I, I like Joel Klatt. I think he does a really good job as a color on Fox. Um, but it was those are, those are weird statements. I, I think that was a little bit of a reach on his part because I don't think that they, they rid out, rolled out this schedule to punish the people that were the most outspoken. Obviously, Harbaugh, and was it Frost, is that his name? It's Frost, yeah, right? Frost. Yeah, I, th- they were obviously the most outspoken, but I, I don't think that they quote unquote punish them I, I think, for that. I think that the schedule, like, I don't think we're gonna do it, but I think the schedule helps us. If, yeah, so, so if we do win it out, I don't want to do the the schedule game yet. I think we'll get into that, uh, right. like like I talked about. But yeah. I do want to bring up like like who has the toughest schedules. I, I think you lay it out. Is it the East? No, it's the West. So the West is actually. Nebraska, they're in their West, right? I, I, I don't I, know that which side we're on. I, I don't really care with the names. Right. I think we're the East, right? We're yeah. It would, it would make sense that we're the East. Yes, it makes sense. East. Okay, yeah. but so, they have they have opposite on this little screenshot. Like I think yeah. out of the East, Michigan has a very tough schedule. Yes, um, they do. But I mean, which again benefit. Does it not it's benefit a good us? thing. It's a good thing. If, if, like, you, if, if you, you win, win, it's a great thing. Yeah, so I'd rather be in that spot than have it an easy schedule, win those games, and then not make the playoff because of that. Yeah, but 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 Nebraska. I mean, you really look at it. You got Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, 
Notre Dame, Iowa, I think is, is tough enough, and Minnesota. What? Those are all tough games, right? You say Notre Dame? No, I did, I did say Notre did, Dame. I was like, huh? Who, who, what did I mean by that? Um, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Iowa. Like Purdue? Penn State. I don't know. <laughs> Wisconsin. You just keep I'm just naming them. Maryland. <laughs> uh, I, I really blew that one, but it's because we have good beer tonight. We have really good beer tonight. So, um, no, I, I agree that they got the tougher schedules, but I don't think that's really an issue. And, and I, I think people play that a little bit too much it, like into their heads. Like, yeah, it's a tough schedule, but you should be good enough to win those games. You should be good enough to prove that, you know, you can get through that daunting schedule and win. I want to go through that schedule and be able to go into a college football playoff, personally. I would rather have that than a – no, nah, I shouldn't say that, but – like, no, I feel like <laughs> just in, win this, your games. in this type of year, like if you win your games against a a schedule like that, like you might get in. I do think if you had a, if we had like Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, I there, don't know. There's not going to be Maryland. There, like a, we're not getting the, in. A one loss Big Ten team is not getting in. You have to be yeah, and you have to win them all. But I I think a a, a zero loss Big Ten team might not get in if you had a no, cake a, schedule. A zero loss Big Ten team will get in. You're no telling question. me if, if if we let's say our schedule was Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, Maryland, Ohio State. I don't State. think it matters, dude. Dude, it would when matter. You, have, the, you, you had zero wins. The, like it would matter. The funny thing about him mentioning those teams is. Basically, the cupcake schedule. Can we get into that a second? Yeah, yeah. Go touch on that for a minute. So, so the tough schedule, cupcake schedule, and then we'll go quickly into like who we think is going to go over, under, and then we'll. Dude, let's just not worry about our teams at the at this point. Right. Ohio State. How is this? How is this happening? Ohio State is oh, Nebra- the easiest dude, schedule of all time. Let, let's let's it feels r- like it. let's run through this. Right. So Nebraska, they're. Nebraska is not as great as everyone thinks they're going to be. Nebraska, Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, and then Michigan. Yeah, you have you have two. What? I don't even want to say coin flip. You games. have one game, and I'm just being biased. <laughs> us, which no, I, isn't I think that you good. have. I think you have two games that are seventy-five twenty. Penn State. Penn, who are you uh, looking at? Penn State, Penn State and Michigan. And Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not sold on Penn State this year. I think right. they were solid last year. I, I, I'll i have to really digest who, who they have returning and stuff like that. But I don't see that as even really a tough game, especially for at Ohio State. Every other and game, you how, roll. I think how good Ohio State makes their schedule look easy, easier. Because like Indiana, for example, that's a, a, a game that Michigan plays. It's like, man, I... I think that Michigan will win that game, but they're the team that can sneak up on you. Trap game so they every should year. be that game for Ohio State just right. as much as they are for us. But they're not because Ohio State's that much better. But like I look at their schedule and I see two games that are like, oh man, that, that's tough. Where I look at Michigan's schedule, four games. Nebraska, four games. Like all of those things. It yeah, I get that it looks easy, but I think how good they are makes it look. That I, much I think easier. if we get though through the first two. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, like Michigan I, State's not going to be tough. Right, I think, I no. it's, still, it's still a rivalry game, though. Like we get through the first two, and and then we roll. I, Wisconsin is a huge game, obviously, but oh man, like you just I, how much fun would it be to become between us, or I shouldn't say us, but Michigan <laughs> and that state below us for the Both big undefeated. game. 
Oh, man, that'd be awesome. It ain't going to happen because but, it just won't. But it would be because 2020 sucks. But it would <laughs> be cool. So so this, this next comment just correlates with what Joel Klatt said. But what I'm talking favorite schedules about OSU, they don't have Wisconsin. They don't have Iowa. They don't have Minnesota. Why didn't they get hammered or roasted with the schedule? Yeah. If it, what is that comment? Well, I hate that it, comment. It, 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 honestly, like – if I were the Big Ten, I would do the same stinking thing. If you have an undefeated Ohio State team, they're getting into the playoff, no question. No matter who they play, this is like they they tried to build Ohio State schedule like an SEC schedule. Is oh, what they is what they tried to do. Oh yeah, the best they could inside division only. Um, and I would do the same thing. You want to get a team in there. You want to get that money. You want to get that revenue. All of those things. I don't blame the Big Ten for it. It sucks. Not being an Ohio State fan, obviously, but I, I don't have any hate against the Big Ten for doing it because I understand what they're doing, and and they got to make it work regionally as well. And it's it's I'm sure they thought about a lot so more bef- than us. Before um, we get into I, those over under yeah, games, yeah, I do want to get into Mike Workman said, "Did you hear quick here? hear Nebraska's AD whining and asking for an easier schedule to get back on track?" No, he, he didn't. He says pathetic. Oh, one, one, one last point. Do you think any uh, teams in the Big Ten right now feel how we did when the start of the Tiger season? Like, hey, shortened season, we got a chance. <laughs> I would think uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, how cool would that be, though? Like, hey, we just have to win eight games, you know? Let's do this over-under really yeah, quick. Yeah, so, all right, so is there a team that you think would be f- like that? So I have all the over-unders on there for you guys to look at. Is there a team, Trav, that you like that will go over their their win totals like just no question like come on no like i don't i'm, I'm kind of lost on that really? i don't know i just i hope it's michigan <laughs> but um you know <laughs> as a biased um so people can look that up I, I, I read here, here, no? no i'm just gonna say who i okay. think it is and i don't want to say it because i'm i'm worried about it but i think their schedule is manageable and it's minnesota minnesota okay really so we're, they're they're sitting here at uh six and a half wins what games do you see them winning? I think if they get by Michigan, right? I think if they get by Michigan, so I that's think, their that's their key game. Yep, and then they roll into Wisconsin undefeated at that point. So you said six and a half, right? Out of eight games, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a tough spot. Yeah. So then you you're putting them at the Wisconsin game, which they did beat them last year. I think I don't remember who right. Minnesota beat was yeah whatever but I'm just saying that's what I'm saying I think they I think they go undefeated if they beat Michigan. All right, what about you, Mike? Is there someone that you like to go over their win total? Hundred percent. It's Maryland. Two and a half wins. I agree with you completely. That's crazy. Um. So so we'll just do this well, together probably yeah. right. Yep. So uh, I, I'm looking at first game Northwestern. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that's a win. I'm not saying it's a loss. But you're you're starting at, you're starting at zeros. It's coin flip. And then I look down to uh, Michigan State. Yeah. And then I look at Indiana, and then I look at Rutgers. Yeah, I think you have so. two coin flip games with with uh, Northwestern and Indiana. I'll take then that you back. Have, you have wins with Michigan State and Rutgers. Look, yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the schedule is tough with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Minnesota. I'll take those, that back. Those are really tough. Um, which, does what, does anyone you? want to take that back? No. You still got some bets to to. I know. I still got to eat something out of a from, shoe with, so. with Ryan, I think, or something, but... <laughs> I will tell you right now. So you, that think you think Maryland's going under two and a half wins? Yeah. What? Maryland's? Under? All right. Is this my dumb pick you of guys, the year? You guys want to bet it? I do most of the bets. So if you guys want to do it. Under 
How about you? Do it. Do it. You guys do it. What are we betting? Babysitting date night. Oh, that's a great oh, bet. Woof. That is a great bet. What do you mean? Like, ba- you get my kids or I get your kids for one night. You go on Heck a date. Yeah. Let's, Let's do go. it. Let's do it. Two oh, and a half. I love that. Oh, I love that. It. That was a really good bet. Good for you guys. All right. I wish I was in that. Let's go. All right. But anyways. Turf, all right. I hope you suck. <laughs> so I in Maryland as well as my favorite to go over. Uh, favorite to go under. Where are you guys sitting on this one? Uh, Micah, let's have you start this one. The uh, infamous Penn State. Okay, what, what, where do you where do you think that they're going to well, get that? Well, let's see here. What picks did I make? <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven and a half. We're trying not to get too into it, but <sighs> someone fill in some time for me. I got to figure out what. No, I No, this is on you, buddy. Figure it out. <laughs> no, not going to do it. What? Well, <laughs> Boy, you put me on spot. I didn't. I didn't take the notes. Sorry. No, that's all right. Trav, do you have someone that sticks out to you? What Mike is thinking? I'm going with Illinois. Okay. Why? Why, why do you think Illinois is going to do it? So they got three and a half, right? Under three and a half. Am I right on that? Yeah. Maybe I read it wrong. That sounds right. Okay. Wisconsin loss. Okay. Minnesota loss. Okay. Nebraska loss. Ohio State loss. What am I at there? I don't know. I don't know, but that's Iowa. Loss. You think they're going to lose to Iowa? Yep. Okay. So I just went through them all. That's like four at least. So you, what about the? So basically, you got Purdue beating Purdue. You said, you said most likely to go under. No, I said over. Oh yeah, under the. You sorry. did say yeah, under. I did say under. You're right. Yeah. yeah so I, did. I just I did. went through right. games that they're going to lose, right. guaranteed. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was on you, not me. Well, okay. <laughs> so wait, what? <laughs> so if I'm doing this math or, correctly, no, I mean not you. Sorry. Penn State, Penn State's Penn State? losing to Ohio State, and that's under seven and a half. So no, I. I so you the, think they're losing to Michigan as well? Yeah. All right. All right. I I went with actually uh, Indiana going under. So uh, they are seated at uh, five and a half wins. I think they will beat Rutgers, Michigan State, Maryland, and Purdue. But they also have Wisconsin. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. So I, I, I think they're going to be under I, the five and a half. Obviously, I mean the the crossover game kind of makes it difficult because if you take like you don't know who they're going to play, and that obviously adds to their total. But it's still fun to talk about. Like if you look at this schedule as a whole, I, I think uh, Indiana is going to go under uh, their their win total of what did I say five and a half. Yes, I don't know how I overlooked this earlier, Micah. You like that is like I I misread Ooh, that Penn when State? I looked at this. Dude, what? seven and a half. They only have to lose one. You're you're that, telling me that a, they're gonna beat they're gonna beat Ohio State. They they're gonna only beat have Michigan. to lose one game. They are going to lose to Ohio State, and that's easy. Given that the I rest mean, of their I'm, schedule is pretty cakewalk, yeah. I mean. Iowa, they would always, all, they Iowa would, always comes up with some random. They would one. also have to lose to the second place team in the the West as well. Technically, but no, I that's actually a really good one. <laughs> no, that no, it, oh, it I always really forget is because about, I if forget you lose, about if, that, that rule, yes, that I mean, they could lose to I could see them losing to Ohio State, Michigan. I, I don't want to overlook Iowa ah, I forget or Nebraska that. either yet. I, I'm still curious to see how Nebraska will be. I I'm don't not. think they're going to beat them, but I mean, that's still a possibility. So that, that that's a really good one. I agree with that. And, and, as, and as soon as you get that crossover game in there, uh, let's say. 
it's Iowa again or something like that. Possibly that, Minnesota. Yeah, possibly Minnesota as well. Yeah. So or Wisconsin. So that, that that's a really good that's a really good one. I keep forgetting about that new Big Ten championship week. It's, a, it's which gonna I'm be, pumped about. It's that's gonna, gonna, be, gonna a, be a blast. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You know that sound. Listeners know that sound. That means we're doing a little draft here today. So, Redhead Appreciation Day is Wednesday. Good. So we're basically going to draft the best redheaded athletes of all time. That's just the way it's going to go. I don't know if it's politically correct. I don't really care. Because we're going to do it. We're going to have fun doing it. So I gave a nice little list on here um, from some of the top lists that I can find online. Uh, we're just going to go through. We're going to drop. We're going to draft our four. We're, we're just going to draft four redheads and compare who has the best team, basically. Perfect. Different sports, different eras. I don't really give a crap. I was lucky enough to get the first overall pick. Trav's got second. Mike's got third. But we're going to do it snake to make it fair. You guys know the rules. You say the pick is in. I do the chime. We have a good time. And I don't know who I'm picking yet. You're the number one <laughs> pick. But I have the number one pick. I still don't know what I'm doing. Put my pick is in. Oh, what does he got? Oh, come on. Um, I'm going to go with... Pass to the Vikings. Mark McGuire. Oh, come on. Look at him now. Gosh. What do you mean, look at him now? He's a hitting coach, man. He's a stud. He would have been good even if he didn't take steroids. And I'm okay with steroids. Trev, you're on the clock, buddy. I'm going to go with a guy who's easily the best at his sport of all time. The pick is in. A little aggressive on that one. I'm going to be more aggressive with this. Sean White. I hate you. That's a good pick. Oh, dang it. (sighs) That's that's a really good pick. I think that was really well done. Um, I got to start crossing names off. Otherwise, this is going to get ugly. All right, Micah, you are on the clock for back-to-back picks. There's some big names out there, baby. Where are you going? Take it too long. Okay, the pick is in. I'm going with the most fire that I've seen on a man's head, and I'm going with Andy Dalton. I don't hate that pick at all. The dude's hair is... So red. I'm a little confused. Are we going for like best looking hair or are we looking for like best athletes? Because Andy Dalton just got cut from the Bengals. Who are the worst team? This is redhead appreciation. We're appreciating redheads, Trav. We're not talking about their skill level. Andy Dalton is off the board. Then I need to regroup my whole. I thought we were going for the best team of redheads. Trav, you can do it however you want. Well, this will probably be up for a vote. For the listeners, to be honest, looking forward to it. Yeah, whatever the All listeners right. think. Who's your favorite redhead, listeners, watchers, viewers, whatever you call? Micah, you're still on the clock, buddy. With yes. your second pick. And my pick is in. And this is one of the researches that we did. My second pick. I'm going with my one of my favorite Instagram follows, Sean Avery. Okay, he is a redhead. We looked it up. Redhead. 
That's I, the greatest Instagram follower of all time. Again, <laughs> like I, hilarious. I, I think he is. He should be on the. He should be on like one of the best athletes of all time just because of his Instagram following. He, he's Again. hilarious. He was an absolute demonic menace on the ice. Okay, he's so good. He's so he, funny. He would. Get under your skin like no one's no, business. It, and piss it is you hilarious off. to follow. But I, again, I started the night off asking because I always f these things up. Is there anything <laughs> I can f up with this? And you all were like, "No, you can't." So when I was looking into this, it was the best athletic redhead team, which the listeners are gonna know. And I gotta go. Tom, what? Bill Pick is in. Oh, you almost blew that was, it. That was out of. That was so. Well caught. Like, He's picking really Tom. Good. Tom Watson, eight Solid major pick. championships. Again, just choosing people that are. There you best. go. Great. Good I don't job. Hate it. Well, I don't you, hate it. I'm pretty sure Mike has zero good athletic <laughs> people on his team. Well, okay. Uh, come on, man. So I I have back to back picks here. I'm a little nervous. I got two in mind, three in mind, only two picks to go. Put my picks in. Roy Holiday. I think that was third Roy on my list. Holiday. I'm going to pick him anyways. Look, dude, the dude had a... what? I don't think it was a perfect game. He had a no-hitter in the playoffs. Might have been a perfect game. Don't even look it up. I don't care. Either way, he was a stud. Unfortunately, died in a plane crash. Uh... Poor dude, but dude, one of my favorite redheads. He's a really good pitcher, so he fit perfect for this for this draft, in my opinion. Um, oh man, my pick. Uh, I don't. I have two here that I'm going back and forth on. My picks in. I'm gonna stick to my Detroit roots. I don't think he was gonna make it back to me. Blake Griffin. Ooh. The dude's a redhead. Ooh. I'm sorry if he's not. He might. <laughs> the dude's a redhead. He might fit like the like like if you had a draft of people that should be redheads that aren't redheads, I think he might be on that list. But I'm gonna consider him a redhead on this and in this draft. And I think I'm gonna take him. I already took him. The I pick think, was already in. I think I think it was Very a nice. solid pick, Sam. I just and I love him. I love him in the D, but like I cannot get over the Oklahoma game back in the day against Michigan oh when gosh. the refs were just giving him the game. Every single call. If you want to look back at a rigged game, go to that, that game. game. It was embarrassing. It was. So I had him on my list. Would not take him simply because of that. <laughs> All right. Do you All have right. A, your your next pick? Pick is in. Super aggressive again. <laughs> I heard some clicking in the head. Once again, I'm going to go at one of the best in this sport, Dale Jr. Oh my gosh, that's a good pick. Be that better was, at picking. That was Michael. my other one. Oh, that was the other one that I was going to take. But I, yeah. All right. Damn you, Trav. You. That's a good pick, Dale Jr. My team is unbelievable. All right, Mikey, awesome. you got your third and fourth slot to fill Kay. here. Pick us in. After your picks, do we have any comments yet? It's getting late. So Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. The man is off the list. Do I think he's the best? No. Do I think he's a good guy? Yes, and he's good at football. Maybe. Taken. Maybe. He is taken. All right. All right. 
also honorable mention. He's not a redhead, Conor McGregor. He's off. He's the board. not a redhead. You can't Wait, take man. it. So is he not a redhead? He is, is he not a redhead. He is not a redhead. You cannot take it. He's very Irish, though. Okay, I'll cross I, him I off. looked I, it up. There was for a question mark. Fifteen minutes. You, you saw that I questioned it. Pick his head. That's fine. I'm going with the Sedine twins. Dang you, Skrubski. <laughs> how, how do you get two um, guys in one? It's just part of the deal, man. I think that's fair. I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. I think you should get both of them. Eh. You disagree? Don't am me. No, you can't leave one for him. He's advocating for one to be left. I have something no. that, I'm cer- that I'm, I'm, I'm circling. I'm excited about. I think I'm gonna give you both. Can he have both, Trev? I don't. I don't know. I guess so. Since they're probably so, like Siamese twins. I mean, who or, would you take? So Henry Br- or <laughs> Jarrett says Daniel. Chuck Norris. Brittany says Blake for sure. Jarrett says Carrot Top. Oh, he's not an athlete. He also says Dennis Rodman had red hair at, at some times. point. Yeah, when he was on the Bulls, I think he did. He did touch <laughs> a little red. That's not a bad bad option. Am I up? Yeah, you're you're on the clock here, Trev. Wait, Mike is I, yeah, sorry. Oh shoot, I just get yeah, no, you're good. Rick is in. Although there are others that I like on this list, how do you not go Chuck Norris right now? Dang it. Uh, I mean just in general Chuck Norris can do literally anything. I don't know, man. So that's who I wanted. An athlete. That's who I wanted. I don't. He's on the list, so I'm not sure why. But my team is loaded, and good luck. All right, that leaves me with a final pick. Dude. There's some names on this list. There are. Go with the Undertaker. I'm not going with the Undertaker because <laughs> that's acting, not actual athlete. You're not an athlete. In my opinion. Sorry, I didn't know Chuck Norris was an athlete. That's a great point. All right, I'm going to go with. All right, so I'm going between Bill Bill Walton and Boris Becker. Who my picks officially? Am. I gotta go, Bill Walton. How about Boris Walton or Bill Becker? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got two. I should get two, right? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you going for uh, Bill Walton, UCLA Bill Walton, or Bill Walton um, UCLA okay. for sure? He's a stud. Yeah, not his two championship NBA career. Yeah, so that that he's is still a baller in NBA. That man. is who I took with my fourth and final pick. So let's just quickly break down who we all took. I'm gonna t- just turn the volume down just a little bit. You guys all love the music, but I'm just going to... Is that good? 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 All right. So I have the first overall pick, and I ended up with Mark McGuire, Roy Holiday, Blake Griffin, and Bill Walton. So I had two baseball and two basketball guys. That that, that doesn't happen. It's kind of interesting. All right. So Trav had the second overall pick. He took Sean White, Tom Watson, Dale Jr., and Chuck Norris. Easy, dub. I don't know about that, man. And then Micah... He took Andy Dalton, Sean Avery, Carson Wentz, and the Sedin twins. Easy loss. Look, I, I think the Sedin <laughs> twins were a very, very underrated pick. Uh, I think, like, when you're talking Hall of Fame-wise, I think I might have it in the bag, guys. No. No. Sam, we we missed 
a Detroit yes. redhead. A Detroit redhead. Okay. Was it a comment on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, boy. Your sister crucified. Your sister is not a redhead. Your sister crucified us again. She, Brittany? One for the Scotty Bowman pick. Yeah. Many episodes ago. We just missed Chris Draper. He was a very good redhead. That is of oh my! How does she? Draper she should be on the podcast. Head. She should host the podcast because she does a better job than me. What just happened? Chris Draper's a very good one. I think at least in the state of Michigan, wise, yeah, I would have I would have replaced Blake Griffin with with Chris oh Draper any day. Gosh, I am sorry. Very good for her. That that, that is awesome. I'm sure that I mean is Johan Franzen is he a redhead? Yes, Ooh, he, he is. A, he kind of has a redhead feel. No, Most he is a redhead. Most of all time. But he He's had some playoff runs. He had a, some playoff runs. Oh, man. my gosh. So, all right, please share with in our comments your guys' favorite redheaded athletes on, on Facebook. It'll be posted to Instagram as well. It's just Yawning? something fun we wanted to do. No, I was it was kind of a burp, I think, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know how. You know what I'm You know what I'm going through here, Trav, so. Uh, but anyways, there there are some other big names out there that we want to know who you guys think is the greatest. Um, maybe even draft your four. Who who would you take for your four favorite redheaded athletes? Because let's be honest, Wednesday is all about the redheads. We're not gonna cut them short for. for go really give bad. go give a redheaded friend some love. Yeah, don't give them hugs. You got to keep your distance. Maybe give them an elbow bump or something, right? Yeah, that's how we do in this right. this day and age. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck Some nights I call it a draw Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle Some nights I wish they just fall Whoa, 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 whoa. what am I doing here? What? It's not the right music for our picks Just figured out This is back two songs in a row well, no, we got to do our pick. Are we on picks or what are we on? We're on picks. We're on picks. Yes, right? we're, we're on, on picks. picks. Oh, gosh. How did Dang I do that? Dang, Pandora. No, I, that was on me, not anybody yeah, else. Yeah, and Pandora. Like, this well, looks confusing looking else. at it right now. I'm just going to play the this this song as, for our picks. You know the music. Thump, thump, it is time thump. to make our Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe picks of the week. But before we do, I want to remind everyone to stop into Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family-friendly atmosphere is perfect for whatever you have going on. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount when you carry out a crawler or on your first pint when you dine in. Whatever you, whatever your beer of choice is, we are sure to Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe. We'll have something that you like just as much, if not a little bit more. So keep an eye out for some of their great beers at your favorite local beer store. Or you can carry out a six-pack of their hop or Double Dry Hop New England IPA Seven Secrets. Stand Delicious, which is their incredible juicy IPA that is packed with mosaic hops to create notes of pineapple and citrus it is soft on the palate and just enough bitterness to pull you back in for another sip or the world beer championship silver medalist shadow box it is their dark lager is also being sold in six packs so which just i'm look drinking out, now look is out, excellent look out for their their six packs in your local beer stores or just go in and, and grab one for yourself if you are not in the walker area to carry out a six pack be sure to just reach out to your 
your local beer store and if they're not carrying them, tell them to start because it is totally worth it. Um, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. So please check them out and let them know we sent you. We have our picks. But before we get into our actual picks for this week, we're going to talk about the results. Micah, you had a really good week, baby. You went 4-1. You're 7-3 overall, baby. Well baby. done. You're, you're killing it. Good for you. Thank uh, you. I wish you actually had money on that because so you, you'd be <laughs> sitting real pretty. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Kyle went 3-2. and two. Uh, so six and four overall. Ryan two and three for three and seven overall. I went three and two for five and five. Uh, Filling guest uh, last week, Jarrett Fenema. Uh, he went three and two last week with his picks. So here we are. We got Trav filling in for Ryan. I got Kyle's picks on deck. But first, Micah, start us off. Uh, we're gonna start with Thursday night football like we always do. Dolphins. They are at the Jaguars minus three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Jags on this one. Dolphins actually don't look half bad, but I think Minshew and the rest of their team is actually kind of playing this blue collar game. So I'm gonna go with the Jags. Yeah, the, I, I. That's a that's a really good pick, uh, Kyle. He actually took the Dolphins to plus three. Uh, in for for Ryan today, Trav. Where where are you going with this game? I'm also taking the Jags. Same reasons or what? They're better. Yeah, I, you know, I I agree. I took the Jags as well. I think if it wasn't a short week, I think Tua is this close to starting for for the Dolphins. It's not going to be this week. They're going to take the the extra couple days. He's going to start week uh, four. For sure. It'll be week four, right? Um, I think that is going to be his game. Uh, if Tua was starting, it would be a different story. Maybe, I guess. I don't know for sure. But I'm taking the Jags as well. It makes sense. Um, so here we go to... Micah's Packers. They're at the Saints, who are minus three. Micah, how are you feeling about that game? A little nervous, but uh, Saints on a short week. They just played last night, and they they fell, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They lost to the Raiders. Um, Raiders. So I, I think they're ready for a comeback game, but I think the Packers will probably edge them out. So. Do you think the Packers win outright? Yes. All right. Kyle, he took the Saints uh, in for Ryan again. The Packers. Packers, you're taking the Packers as well, hey? Rodgers is on a mad mission with Aaron Jones on a mad mission with him. I I agree. I think the Packers are rolling right now. I don't think the Saints are good enough to stop them. I don't think the offense is clicking good enough, especially without Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas plays, it might be a little bit of a different story. But minus three for the Packers. I mean, you're t- you, plus three for the Packers, as you say. It seems like the easy bet. I really like what they're doing uh, as much as I don't like what they're doing. So um, we'll move down to the Chiefs at the Ravers. Who, Ravens, who are minus four <laughs> Ravers. The Ravens. This has been a minus long four on the Ravens. Night. All right, Ravens minus four. Micah, where are you feeling that one? That's rough. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Kyle took the Ravens. Uh, Trap, where are you going with that one? I want Ravens minus four. I want like. the Ravens as well. I think they've looked better. I think overall, like championship-wise, I still would buy the Chiefs more than the Ravens personally. But this game, week three, the way they both looked, I'm taking the Ravens. I, I, I think they're going to win this game by... You know, maybe ten points actually. Like I, I could really see them actually handling the Chiefs pretty well. I love, especially it. with the way the Chiefs looked against the Chargers. I, I, it was I think disappointing. Pl- playoffs might look different. I agree with you there. 
This is where I gain a point on you boys. Let's go. All right, Army. They are plus 14 at number... So, number 22, Army. They're plus 14 at number 14, Cincinnati. We're talking some college football because, I mean, why not? Is Fickle still the coach? I have no idea who the coach is. No clue. It's Fickle. Is Is it? I'm pretty sure. Like, I have not heard anything different. Like, you're making me a little concerned, but yes, it is fickle. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't care. (laughs) Micah, where are you going with that one? I'm going to go with... Last minute change? Cincinnati. That's what Kyle took as well. Trev. Army. I'm taking Army as well. Plus 14 is way too many. All right. I think they're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. 14 points for that type of team. That's a bet I'm thinking of taking this week. Way too many points. And I am on fire. You like that one? Are you doing good? Good for you. All right. Finally. Last game. No question. Lions plus six against the Cardinals. Micah. No offense, gentlemen, but I have to go Cardinals. That's what what Kyle did as well. Just makes sense for me. The Lions. Yeah, the boy. Last game. <laughs> Sam, Sam's so proud. I'm taking the Lions. <laughs> I'm taking Lions. Why? Because of the Lions. Y and Z, and they're my team. That's why I'm taking yeah. them. That's Can't. the only reason why I'm taking them. I shouldn't take them. <laughs> Can't root against smart, them. If I was smart, I wouldn't take them. But I'm gonna. I'm not smart. I liked it better when they were getting I points. I like my heart you know? more than my brain. Week one. My, my heart keeps me alive. My brain just keeps me thinking. I'm sticking with my heart. I liked it when we were the favorites. Because you're like, ah, all right, sweet. Like, I can pick against them, but still root <laughs> for them to win. <laughs> yeah, right? So, Jarrett, all his comments. Jags oh, he, win by he, four. All right, so he's got Jags. He's got Jags. Jags by four. Saints by seven. Oh, wow. Ravens by seven. All right. <laughs> Army, because I'm a patriot and love my country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Attaboy, Jarrett. Love it. Uh, Good for you. And Cardinals by 10. All right, never mind. Whatever I just said in the last pick, you are wrong. You are the worst. (laughs) No, thanks for throwing those picks in there, Jarrett. Any other comments on those? Uh, Well, he says Micah and Kyle, just unpatriotic. Oh, you guys. Wow. Truth. Cincinnati has some pretty patriotic helmets, though, don't they? Who? Cincinnati? Am I, no, they don't. Uh, Never mind. No. I'm thinking of Maryland. <laughs> what I'm am I thinking? Of Maryland has any of no patriotic. I'm just confused. Where are they? You just going? love their state way too yeah. much. Man, I never you know. Mean, like state patriot. I never know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I blacked out 30 minutes ago, and I, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but it is time to grade our Michigan beers for episode 73. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner at Siciliano's Market. Uh, They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State's main campus and Allendale in in downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want heading in or need some help from their expert staff, Sissianos Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best beer or best craft beer across our great nation they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack they not only have a great selection of craft beer specialty wine spirits ciders coffee tea tobacco and cigars Sicilian's market also has the largest selection for home brewers and winemakers 
in West Michigan. So check them out if you do any of that. Uh, we love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know you, we sent you. So when I went in earlier today to pick up this this beer uh, for for episode seventy three, uh, I actually got chatting with with some guys that were they were checking out. So there was one guy he had a four pack with four different Arvons. So I, I started chatting him up, just Ooh. just asking him, hey, so have you ever had that, those Arvons and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that? And he was like, no, I haven't, but I love sours. And I was like, dude. They have some of the best sours you will ever taste. So if you like sours, those are unbelievable. He was like, he was pumped. He just, his face lit up. I think he was smiling. I don't know. He was behind a mask. Did you recognize mask. one of those cans? Yeah, yeah. So they had, uh, yeah, I don't remember which ones. The pink one? Yeah, the pink one. The raspberry kettle splash. or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was that one and I think it was a kettle or something. Raspberry, Raspberry kettle. double kettle. Yeah, that one, that one was available as well. And then the guy that was, so his buddy, so they all got in the car. Uh, there was three guys. I don't remember what the, f- the second guy got. But the, the first guy that I talked to was getting some Arvon. The other guy that was checking out, he was getting Shadowbox from, Ooh, from the hops. I was pumped. Nice. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But uh, Sicianos, they have everything you want uh, being a beer fan. So make sure you guys check them out. And let them know you sent you. So we got some beer grades here. Uh, Trav, you want to start us off? Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, again, like I said to begin, I love Leadington Brewing Company. It's been just uh, awesome. We go camping there, and we go there and enjoy ourselves. Um, I'm going to go with a 7-2. Like, I think it would have maybe been higher. Uh, if what, what I were you drinking again? I was drinking their rye, their new rye that they have, um, IPA rye, and... Um, at first, I just I was expecting some more rye, but it's actually a nice, smooth drinker as you go through it. So, feel confident with it. I would get it. I honestly would get it if I went there. Sorry, <laughs> what again. was your score again? Seven nine. Seven two. Seven two. Yep, seven two. All right. Nice job. Awesome. All right, Mikey, you're next, buddy. Yeah, Pigeon Hill, their Blood Orange Rennie. It's their West Coast Double IPA with grapefruit and blood orange. And it it tastes so good. You can taste the grapefruit. You can taste that blood orange on the front, and it finishes with that IPA taste, and it's at 9.4%. Oh, boy. So if you're looking to have a good night, this beer will do it for you. And it tastes good? And it tastes good. It's really, really One smooth. So, so I think some beers have too much carbonation sometimes. This is one of those beers that has lower carbonation. I don't know if that's... Th- this this particular pack, or if that's the way it's designed, but it tastes really good, rolls off the tongue really, really good. I'm going to go with an 8-4. Eight, 8-4, four. Eight, four. nice. That's a good score. Easy to drink. All right, and keep in mind that all of these beers are always available at Siciliano's Market. So if, if, we're, if we're drinking it, it's available there. So keep that in mind. Um I am drinking, uh, so my beer of choice today was Old Nation's Cart Horse IPA. Um, you know, it, it, it's a New England IPA, which, I mean, you can't go wrong with New England's. Uh, 7.1% alcohol by volume and 60 ABUs. It's hazy, amber color. Like, and, and honestly, the, there was so, like, the the mix of the light carbonation and the light body of, of the beer was, was absolutely perfect. I think it, they really hit this on the head. Uh, I'm going to go with it. Eight five with with that beer. I think it was really good. 
Um, Ocho Cinco. Yeah, a little Ocho Cinco there. Um, so uh, we do not want to forget Brew Detroit Corktoberfest. We are all grading this beer uh, for the specialty it is. This is uh, the first time canning Corktoberfest here at uh, Brew Detroit, um, which is a small nano run. Uh, only 60-ish cases were, were produced through to, to distribute across the state of Michigan. So if you see it, buy it, drink it, let us know you're drinking it, tag us, all of that good stuff. Tag them, let them know that you enjoy it, or let them know what you think they need to do better. Uh, no IBU, so very crisp and clean, um, multi-traditional uh, German lager with a low hop profile and has a pleasant, delicious flavor. Uh, I I thought this was solid for an October. Fi- like, all right, so I, I read Krocktober, or Corktoberfest. I'm assuming that's their spin on Oktoberfest. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh. Yep. I think we need to um go there. That is an unbelievable Oktoberfest because they're not trying too hard to get those fall flavors in. They're sticking to the standard yep. German lager, and it's very easy to drink. I'm gonna go with an eight. Six. That's exciting. Ooh. That I, is exciting. Look, and, and it's not necessarily like I'm not a big Oktoberfest guy, but that is a very easy to drink beer. I would drink that time and time again. So, Ooh. you said they only made sixty cases of this stuff, and we got some, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. I honestly, I feel pretty privileged to be drinking this stuff. Yeah, this is this is honestly some of the best Oktoberfest I have had. I agree. Completely agree with you. I'm gonna go with the seven eight. All right, very good beer. Um, Trav, your next buddy. I am an Oktoberfest fan, and uh, so as an Oktoberfest fan, did it kind of let you down because it didn't feel like they were trying too hard, or did it did it have the flavors that you like out of an Oktoberfest fan? What's kind of interesting is like it let me down a little bit because I don't feel like it's the same taste. But on the flip side, I like it way more. So I think that's maybe going back to their their the natural taste of it. Yeah. And so like I'm I'm maybe higher than you guys. I don't know where you guys are all at, but I'm going at eight nine. Like I, I'm Whoa. thinking about I'm thinking about next time I'm at my wife's house, she's on the east side, we're going there and I, I'm drinking this off their tap. I hope. Heck yeah. It is no I, I tasting great. I think you should. You should stop in there. So uh they're in Cork Town, district of Detroit. Ooh. And and they they I mean I'm I'm excited like we we've graded a few of their beers and I don't think there's been one that we disliked at all no um and they they have a ton of space they they are um what's the right word I'm pretty sure intentional I, about everything that they do and and I, I really like what they're doing I'm pretty sure that you have another one in your fridge that I am definitely taking <laughs> home with <laughs> yeah, me you are yeah yeah I'm taking it I'm sure it's in there so. Well, that'll be my thank you for recording. Yeah. Mike, well, obviously, thanks thank for having you for recording. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, check us out Facebook, Instagram, not so much on Twitter, but just do the other two. YouTube, actually. We're, we're posting our, our episodes on YouTube, so YouTube. check us out there. So thank you all for, for engaging and all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. Hot mic.